This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Monday, August 29th, as September right around the corner. We're talking at Brewers baseball today with Adam McKelvey, our Brewers reporter. Adam, uh, just spoke to your esteemed colleague, the other Adam, or maybe you're the other Adam. I don't know. You guys can settle that on your own. But <laughs> Adam Barry, our Pirates reporter, uh, I got his perspective on the four-game sweep that just took place uh, at Miller Park over the weekend. And, of course, as we've touched on, on numerous occasions, uh, the Brewers have simply dominated the Pirates in Milwaukee for the past 10 years or so, it seems. Uh, just a insane winning percentage, over 75% uh, during the course of those 10 years. Not the case this past weekend, so the Pirates are uh, feeling good about themselves. Maybe they feel like they've broken the hex. Uh, what's the feeling on the other side of things with the Brewers uh, getting swept away four straight by, of all teams, a Pirates team that they've dominated? Yeah, I think the feeling is that that's a good team, and it's been a good team for a number of years now. They're going for four straight postseason appearances, and I think there was an acknowledgement on the Milwaukee side that they were winning at a rate that was just not sustainable. It didn't make logical sense uh, that one team would beat another over a long period of time at that level. So I think everybody knew the Pirates were due some wins. That doesn't mean you don't go out and try to win the games, but I don't think there was a huge surprise that a good Pirates team was able to beat a not-good Brewers team. The three of the games were really competitive. It was actually a pretty entertaining series. The Pirates' bullpen was unreal throughout the entire series, and they've actually been pretty unreal for the entire month of August, which is amazing when you consider they traded away Mark Melanson, who is you know, kind of generally considered their best reliever. That, that bullpen has gotten better in his uh, in the wake of his departure, they've got some really hard throwers. They're a, they're a good team, and I think the Brewers felt uh, as the Pirates packed their bags, like you know that Pirates team has a chance to make it back again. Unfortunately, it'll be to that wild card game, and and as we've seen in the last couple of years, that really doesn't guarantee anything. But um, at least they've got a chance to get back into that game. Yeah, good point. Uh, three straight years for the Pirates uh, in that wild card game. They won the first year, the last two not so much. And uh, like you said, that bullpen, without Mark Melanson, it just seems unfair. You take a guy out of the equation who's that good, they shouldn't be They shouldn't be getting better. If anything, they should plateau, but <laughs> they are indeed getting better. The Brewers found that out the hard way over the course of these uh, last four days at uh, Miller Park. And, uh, Adam, I know that uh, there was some second guessing, as there always tends to be. This is the ultimate second-guess sports uh, in baseball. Now, when Chase Anderson uh, was sent back to the mound, uh, Craig Council, you know, making that decision, he was great through five. The pitch count getting up there, uh, he had – I don't think he'd even uh, broken 100 pitches at any point during the season. He was very close to that point Sunday, so Craig Council sends it back out. It backfires. He gives up the game tying, and the go-ahead home runs. And as you wrote, uh, he did top 100 pitches for the first time since uh, mid-May. 
easy to second guess that decision, but the way I kind of look at it, I think there there are times you got to you know push the boundaries and test a guy's limits and get him out of his comfort zone. That's certainly what they did with Anderson. It didn't work out, but I'm not one that would second guess that decision. What about you? Well, Craig Council sort of walked through the logic, and part of it was that Anderson had been throwing the ball well, and there were a couple lefties coming up at that position in the game. It was the sixth inning of a game the Brewers were leading one to nothing, and Anderson with his changeup is pretty good against lefties. So, you know, there was logic in, in the thinking of going with him, but on the flip side of that, Craig Council has had a quick hook with a couple of guys in this rotation, and Chase Anderson is one of them. When there comes a stress point in the game, uh, Council will err on the side of going to his bullpen. The, the, the trouble, though, is even with eight-man bullpen, which the Brewers have had all year, there is a wear. There's a cumulative effect of logging all those innings, and I think this was a spot where Kirk Council felt he could get one more inning. Um, in the bigger picture, we've talked with Council a lot about that this year. This is not a team that really has anybody that goes deep. Junior Guerra was the one guy who could give you seven innings. Um, he's been hurt for the last month. Now he's on the verge of coming back to the rotation. Um, so they've, they've had eight relievers, and they've needed all eight of them. And, and even with eight guys, they've got some players that they've been leaning on pretty heavily. So, you know, as, as this team looks to get better, that's something they're going to have to get better at. Uh, just more efficiency, longer outings from their starting pitchers. The, the trend in the game is away from that. But you've got to have at least one guy, one or two guys, that have the potential to give you seven innings, or you're going to end up wearing out that bullpen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no matter how good or talented a bullpen is, uh, you cannot you cannot rely on them day after day, night after night, when your starters are only giving you five, six innings tops. That's you know over the course of 162 games, it's certainly going to catch up with you. And uh, it did with the Brewers this weekend. Anderson, uh, you know, kind of hit the wall in that sixth inning. But prior to that, as we said, uh, five very uh, solid innings. And speaking of that uh, Brewers bullpen, Adam, it was an otherwise. You know, disappointing weekend, obviously, but a, a very cool moment, a cool story involving uh, Tyler Cravey. Uh, his first big league hit is a home run. Not a lot of guys could say that. Thing went over 400 feet. I believe he really crushed it, and his luck would have it. He got the ball back, and not a lot of guys could say that either. Kind of talk about that story and how he tracked down the fan, and, and they came to an agreement, and it all turned out well for everybody involved. <laughs> yeah, you know, and Crave, Tyler Cravey is a guy who not a lot has gone right for in his big league career. He got up to the majors, and he started with a great outing in St. Louis in kind of a spot start, and it was, um, you know, not a power guy, but a guy who really could pitch in the minor leagues, and it, and it looked like, all right, they, they might have something here. And he's still seeking his first win. Now, we don't judge pitchers on wins. I understand that, but he's not pitched well either. He's been back and forth. He's been starting and leaving. He's, um, you know, definitely not got a real solid hold of a rotation spot. So to come up in that situation and just absolutely crush a home run, it was a very cool moment. And he was the first Brewers reliever to hit a home run since Brooks Tishnick in 2003. And Tishnick, remember, was a great uh Cubs prospect out of Texas is an outfielder, a big slugging, you know, the ultimate slugger, and eventually came back as a pitcher and kind of was a two-way player for the Brewers. So the, the home run didn't surprise you from Kieschnick, but it certainly did surprise you off the bat of uh, Tyler Cravey because he's not, uh, you know, he's not a, a hitter. He's not, he's a pitcher. Um, so, yeah, and a nice moment, as you said, they, he did get the ball back. He traded a bat, which, by the way, was a Taylor Youngman model bat. <laughs> And uh, they were able to have a nice little exchange on the field during a concert that was going on after the game. And 
definitely a career highlight for Tyler Craig. Yeah, no question. We've seen some guys really, you know, just shock people uh, with, you know, pitchers in particular with their home runs this season. Willie Peralta, uh, before – was it the day before he got demoted he crushed a, a home run yeah, over but, 400 feet? But, but, but I'll tell you, Matt, I would put him in a different category because Peralta is a guy who can really swing the bat. That's when true. you watch him in BP, uh, I even did a story in spring training about how in the winner in the Dominican, he'll go have uh, play home run derby with Nelson Cruz and Big Poppy and some of those <laughs> – uh, some of those Dominican guys get together and, and really Peralta like compete to win the thing. So for him, it's, it's not a huge surprise. I, I would not put Cravey in the same category though as BP slugger. Yeah, I, I agree. I would put him more in the U Darvish category. Another guy that's, you know, he homers or Bartolo Colon, maybe not quite that shocking, but more a category with those guys than a category with Willie Peralta. I would certainly uh, agree with that. Another first on Friday, Adam, was uh, Orlando Arcia, his first big league home run, and it came in a you know a losing cause. Uh, I believe it was 5 nothing at the time of the home run, made it 5-3, but the Brewers could not get any closer. And maybe, you know what, I read too much into these things, but I loved his postgame comments where he said, you know, that home run was dedicated to my mother and father. Uh, they're back yeah. in Venezuela. And then he said – Regarding the game itself, you know, cool moment, good for me, but I wish it came in a winning cause. And I think if nothing else here, you know, they've got a talented player, we know that, but they also have a kid with his head screwed on straight, and that's got to bode well going forward. Yeah, and, you know, he's needed that because he's, he's struggled big time uh, since coming up here, and he's got sort of some mechanical issues he's working out where you see him, and even in that home run, you look at the – there was not a lot of balance in that swing. He kind of has been lunging at the ball. Teammates have been talking to him about it. He's been working with Darnell Coles, their hitting coach, on watching video, trying to stay back on the ball because we've seen his his games where he, where he makes solid contact. So much of that contact is a right center, and that involves staying back on the ball. He's not done that a lot, and it's created a lot of rolling over, a lot of 6-3 ground outs, and um, not, a, not a lot of great at-bats so far in the big league. So the fact he does have a decent head on his shoulders, I think that's been a help to him because this is not – been easy so far so he's working on it the home run was certainly a nice moment he's had a pretty good homestand actually this homestand began with him on the bench for a game so he's kind of you know slowly but surely adjusting to the big league it's a lot different than triple a and he's got you know a lot of things uh, going on just making that adjustment alone on top of that he's a guy who's kind of working on some mechanical things so a, a lot going on for him as the final month begins yeah, I mean, a tough adjustment for even the most uh, talented of prospects, as Arcia certainly is. But it seems like, as you said, he is turning the corner and some things are starting to uh, come around for him. We've mentioned the names, uh, Junior Guerra and uh, Taylor Youngman uh, so far. So Youngman, I know, could be a September call-up. Uh, Guerra is close to getting back into that rotation. What's the latest on those two guys? Yeah, Guerra for sure is going to be back. He'll start Friday night in Pittsburgh, and the Brewers will bump everybody back and use for at least one turn They'll use six starting pitchers, so that means they're going to keep going with Jimmy Nelson, who's really struggled for, gosh, at least a month and probably more if you look at the numbers. But they're going to keep plowing away uh, with him. So that's kind of the plan. Junior Guerra, this is a big month for him. He was terrific for the Brewers for the first three or so months that he's been up in the big league, coming back from an elbow injury now. And I think for him it's big, just kind of reestablish himself over this final month, feel good going into the offseason. And for the Brewers it's very big because – he would become a nice trade chip for him if they decide to go that direction in the offseason. But I think uh, a couple of solid starts down the stretch would help really boost his value 
as they start to weigh what their options are with him going forward. So I think, you know, there's who knows whether Youngman will be a guy, maybe Josh Hader, their pitching prospect, comes up to be a spot lefty, a lefty reliever over the final month. They've not given a lot of hints of what their thinking is, but, but whomever comes up, I, I think Junior Gare is going to be their key September call-up in terms of just the importance for the player himself and for the team. No question there. And, uh, Adam, to wrap up here, I have to give a, a shout-out, as the kids say, to the main Enwell Little League team, the world champion main Enwell Little League team, because uh, Enwell is 10 minutes from where I grew up, my hometown of Binghamton, New York. So I have to congratulate them. Did you keep tabs on the Little League World Series amidst all the other uh, duties you had this weekend or no? No, I mean, can't say I did other than just having it on in the clubhouse occasionally and you, you see some of those games. So, um, yeah, that's very big. And I didn't know there was a tie. So congratulations <laughs> to you on your uh, tremendous achievement. <laughs> yes, I, I had so much to do with this, but I, I had to yeah. give those kids a shout-out. Uh, unbelievable achievement. Uh, they were undefeated the entire summer. And now – Champions of the world, and maybe there's some bullpen help in there for the Brewers uh, in 10, 15 years. You never know. Stranger things yeah, have happened. Uh, Adam McKelvey, a pleasure as always. We'll do it again at this time next week. In the meantime, Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Milwaukee Brewers. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.